Let's Roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. Welcome to Countercharge. I'm Jason Burr. I'm Rob Fanuff. And I'm Trent Sosby. Well, welcome back to the show, guys. We've had Jason on before. He came on to chat with Travis Tim about their epic clashes at Depticon. Out of the blue, Jason had an idea for an episode. Jason, give us a little bit of the background of the topic we're going to cover tonight and where the inspiration for that came from. Yeah, so uh, Rob asked me if I ever thought of any ideas for the podcast. Being a guy who started traveling a little bit more over the last couple of years um, and has family around the country, I was you get inundated on Fanatics and each Facebook page for each region of tournaments all the time. But once again, you don't want to travel if you don't know anything about the tournament based upon and what you want from a tournament can be very different. Uh, some people want different things. It's very subjective. So not having a lot of information makes you not want to travel to certain tournaments if you don't know what they are. So just getting ideas of, hey, what are some of the best tournaments around the country and internationally, um, as well as what makes a good tournament to every single person? Because like I said, it's subjective. So every person can kind of think that a tournament is great for a certain reason. If it goes with what you want, makes you want to go to it much more it makes it more appealing to travel so yeah i was like hey let's let's i know we've on your podcast uh it's been one of those things where we have talked about a few tournaments but not overall what are some of the best tournaments and will make people want to go to those even more because i know tos always want more and more people and people to travel to their tournaments if possible to get their uh name out so figured best way to get uh best tournaments out and recognize them is over the podcast Absolutely. And what better way than word of mouth, right? Where we ask people and they'll share. Everybody's different. So some people like a tournament because of the size of it, the competitiveness of it, the terrain, the people that show up. And so it's nice to get people's opinions on their favorite event in context of why. Why do you like? We we know you like Lone Wolf, but why? And so that's, you know, hopefully we'll share with, with the audience. You know, our plan is to share with you, the audience what our opinions are, what make a good event, and then share some of the comments you provided on the Facebook page. So hobby updates, though. Jason, I know you've been busy, 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 right? Painting, painting, painting. Uh, not so much painting, a lot of hobbying, putting together a new Palace Guard horde. And then after our elf review, Adam Ballard has officially gotten me to get some Seaguard models and uh, make those up and start a Seaguard uh, unit. Um, and then with bug eater coming up in less than a month i just finished up making the sea guard yesterday so i'll transition now to painting uh the special character for their uh tournament um which is one reason why i do like special characters it gets us gets me to paint different things that i don't normally would not um and then on top of that uh connor murphy asked to borrow one of mine i was like oh I have, everyone's got a junk drawer of models. I was like, oh, I'll just paint one for him as well. Yeah, I have not met Connor in person yet. One of these days, we're going to be at an event together, hopefully. He's uh, coming to best of the rest. Well, then, the Connor, we got a date, so get ready. Trent, how about you, hobby-wise? I know you're just so busy after Depticon. It's just so much on your hobby plate. 
Yeah, yeah, I know. I've been I've been struggling, man. I tell you what, I I went strong in the first part of the year to finish up my undead project for Adepticon, and then after that, I've kind of fizzled out. I do have about twenty five forces of nature models. I got fire elementals, earth elementals, uh, greater air, greater fire, air elementals, and scorch wings. So all your normal forces of nature army uh, models ready to be primed. And I'm putting them together in regiments because all the uh, units I have right now for nature are in um, their multi-base on horde size stuff. And I just want to be able to play them for ambush because I like to have two different armies because I eventually want to start doing demo games. Although I love playing um, my undead, it's going to be nice to have some options in the future. But that's kind of all I've been doing, although I did just make a trade with one of my gaming buddies here in uh, Germany. Lives a little bit far away, so we actually just ended up mailing each other boxes. Just got it today, and uh, I just added... I haven't counted it yet, but I think it's like three or 400 more undead models that I have to paint up. I'm a madman. Are they already built? Some of them are already built. Some of them are already painted. I, I can't decide... The funny thing is, this guy is a much better painter than I am. But the oh, thing is, so how, how you can not screw if, it up? If I put his, like, if I take his, because some of the zombies are already painted, if I put them on a regiment and then I play them with my zombies, everybody's going to clearly be like, oh, wow, that one looks way better than the rest of your army. Like, what's the deal here, you know? That's a hero, Trent. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be interesting, but yeah, I just cracked open the box. There's a ton of stuff. Honestly, it's going to take me an entire day just to kind of inventory everything and figure out what I actually have. But I got rid of some old, uh, 40 K stuff that he was happy to get. So we, we were both happy. It was all, all Mantic models too, actually. No, wait, there was one old GW corpse, corpse cart in the box. 99% Mantic models. That'd be a nice yeah. unit filler in that, yeah. in that. So If you don't want that unit filler, I'll take that off your hands. Yeah, that's what I used for um, on my Zombie Legions, but I like 3D printed one. So it's kind of cool to actually have one now. One of like the OG fantasy models, right? OG. Well, it's coming yeah, back, right? Yeah. So just wait. It'll, yeah, that's old true. Is new again. The old world, right? Rob, what about you? Yeah, I've had a couple episodes where I talked about this. I mean, goblins. That's what I'm painting. I'm painting goblins <laughs> and more goblins and more goblins. So, you know, uh, that and learning to use the airbrush. So it's going well and I'm enjoying it. And I'm in a, I'm on a streak, dude. I've I've been painting. I mean, I've already painted a couple thousand points at this point in the last six weeks. I'm just cranking it Holy out. Holy crap, man. That's impressive. Yeah. So I'm just cranking it out. And, uh, well, I mean. There's many, 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 many thousands left to paint that are already built. I got a whole Night Stalker army. I've got a couple hundred goblins still to paint. I've got more salamanders to paint. So it's like, it's not going to stop. This is the year, man. It's been a good year for the uh, Slow Grow League that we did it. Because now I'm like, I got I to gotta, I gotta paint. So every month I got to have something cool. Yeah, you got to have that accountability, right? I, I got to one-up Troy. Yeah. <laughs> I have a I have a question for you. So you you said you you painted a few thousand points of models in the last six weeks. How many airbrush needles have you gone through in the past? Just six one. Weeks? I only broke one. Okay, I only bet okay. One. That's not bad. That's not bad. I th I think it's like the rite of passage. You just got to jack things up, take it apart too many times, yeah, and not handle it right, and then you're like, okay, <laughs> dummy. Unless you want to be spending a twenty bucks a week 
pay attention. And so, yeah. Luckily, though, it's a it's starter airbrush. So the, the, the replacement needle yeah. was only 10 bucks. It wasn't too bad. Dude, my first, um, so I still have the first airbrush that I have. I haven't, dude, I haven't even used my new Awada Eclipse. You're, emba- you're an embarrassment. I'm, I'm you're a, an embarrassment to the I'm hobby. I'm an embarrassment to the hobby. You've had, really you've had an, an Awada Eclipse but, for six weeks and you haven't even taken it out of the box yet. But I bro, have this. Bro. <laughs> But I have this really old airbrush, and I, I'm gonna I, I keep it because I'm just gonna use it to prime because I hate cleaning prime cleaning primer out of an airbrush because it obviously sticks to anything. And dude, I've jacked the needle. I haven't replaced it, but the tip of my needle is literally like looks like so a does fish it, hook. Does it? Uh, does it, it still squirt? works? Does but it, it looks like a fish because I, I bet my needle <laughs> and, the, and the paint came out of the gun like at a left hook. It was yeah. like, so like I, I like, could still paint with it, but. When, I, when I'm putting it in, I kind of have to like angle it to the side and like loop it in. But I'm like, dude, it oh still works. I paid like 30 bucks for the whole airbrush. What like, size needle is it? it. Um, I want to say it's a 0.35, actually. Okay. It's, a, yeah, it's, it's one of like the average size. size ones. Rob, do you use yours to paint the actual model or just uh, prime it? I'm just learning. So I've only been doing it for six weeks. Uh, I have mostly primed and base coated. Uh, but I did paint some mobbies last night where... I, I might add like one final highlight, but really there's three, three shades on the skin with the airbrush. And I don't think I'm really, I think, I, I think it looks fine. So I'll go in with the brush now and uh, with the hand brush and actually go in and paint the hair and stuff. But cause you took a class at Adopticon for like how to clean everything. I did that two years ago. Cause I got an Awada eclipse from the school I was working at at the time from the art, the head of the art or head of the art department. He's like, we don't use these. Do you want it? I was like, yeah, compressor, everything came with it. I'm like, cool if they come back and they want it, i'll give it back but i was so afraid to use it for the longest time until adepticon two years ago took the class and ever since then i will never prime with a spray can ever again i mean the fact that you can go to your paint rack and get like a custom reaper paint and just mm-hmm. mix it up spray it out and then when i'm brushing on the highlights i'm like it's the same color i mean i know you could argue arm painter does the same thing but don't you so but any paint you have that you want to use on the model you can make it into an airbrush paint. So exactly. it, it's it's awesome. Airbrushing. I'm like you, though. When I first got it, I was all like kid gloves. And then now I'm just like, I'm just, you know, so what? You broke it. So what? It cost you 10 bucks. You can fix it. It's not it's not the end of the world. The class was very helpful, though, because he kind of like told us that, like, just use the damn thing. You'll learn. You'll mess stuff up and you'll stop messing it up over time. But even then, you could still use their airbrush for that class to then like actually play with it, like how to use it, how to uh, like, like, cause the whole point is I don't know how to use it and I could watch a YouTube clip, but at the same time, it's not in my hands. You got to use it. It's the same like thinning paint for an airbrush. Like I can, sure. I'll watch a video. No, you need to do it. Just mix it up, put it in the gun. Oh, it doesn't shoot. Okay. It's too thick. Oh, it's too thin. It splatters everywhere. You get, you get it down eventually. Right. And uh, yeah, so it's been a very learning. It's been a learning experience. But tell you what, that's probably the reason why I'm painting so many damn models. I mean, it's just burning through them. I, I mean, I base coded 50 models last night of Maw Beast. And I'm just like, bzz, bzz, bzz. now, one of the things I learned, though, Trent, is that I don't have enough of the I use like sticks with like an alligator clip on the end. I need like 50 of those bad boys. I have like 15. So I need because if I'm going big with goblins, I need I, I don't want to be messing around. Oh yeah, yeah. You got it. You got to have room for the bodies. This is a really uh, random hobby question for you guys, but since we're talking about airbrushing, do you thin your paints in your hopper, or do you do it outside and then pour it in? The guy's like, "Don't, don't be a Neanderthal. Just, just put it in a cup and put it, dude." That lasted about two days, and now I'm like, "Boop, 
right into the hopper and <laughs> done. Let's go. Yeah. I am a caveman when it comes to that. I don't care. <laughs> like I really only prime with my airbrush. Um, okay. I really enjoy using a paintbrush. I'll do a lot of Xanthal slap chop. Um, and then I also will apply then highlights or different things like that. I have a one and a half year old, so I don't get a whole lot of time to hobby anymore compared to before. And probably even less time where, where you have an air compressor going. Burr, burr, burr. No, mine's actually super quiet. I have a painting oh, room in the back room back here where it's like underneath the stairs in the cut, kind of like nasty down by uh, the laundry room, which is perfect for me because I don't care if something goes flying or I have uh, the big hood where like you press it and it's got like a fan on it too to keep the, like I don't wear a mask or anything when I airbrush and I'm just going at it i don't really care about it and yeah it's i do like 30 to 45 minutes i try and do 30 to 45 minutes uh, a night or every other night to hobby and then um but yeah i think i've done paint once and i was like painting the base brown because i'm like this takes forever with normal paint Mm -hmm. so i was just like and i send it outside which my my awada is super old so it does clog pretty easily so i try to make it pretty fluid or uh, thin to go. The reality is, if you take it apart, you lube it all up. It, it'll work good for a while, and eventually, it'll gum up, just like yeah. you know. Even my one I've had for six weeks. I mean, it, it does ju- does gum up after a while. I mean, you're, when you're talking about painting fifty models in a row, too, like it's gonna, yeah. you're gonna have some maintenance downtime. Or if you take old paint, I did that last. I did that last night where I had some old paint, and I'm like, uh, there was a lot of expletives coming out of my mouth. Was so I'm like, damn it! Like, like I had to clean my airbrush twice last night, take the needle apart. It's like, God dang it. Gosh dang it. But, you know, lessons learned, man. Like, hey, man, you know what? Maybe let's not use the old junky paint. Let's, you know, (laughs) use use some new stuff. Or if you're going to use the junky paint, thin the hell out of it. Thin it -hmm. it to extreme and then add a little bit of paint back to thicken it up if you need. So the hobby's been flowing. I just hope, Trent, you get off your butt and get some stuff painted because you're kind of embarrassed. You're kind of like bringing this, bringing harsh in my mellow, man. I know, man. I know. I'm br- I'm bringing counter charts down. I'm not living up you to are. the name. Yeah. I mean, even uh, Jeremy. Jeremy's been cranking out stuff, man. I like how you say even, Jeremy. You know, honestly, like I I got my Adepticon medal, dude. Like I don't I don't need to do anything. Oh, is that else, it? You're, you know, <laughs> you got second place in the team event. <laughs> you, you play. So Chris Chris won a team event, and you got one too. And now you're yep. like, ah, I'm good. That's I'm good, guys. Hundred percent. What happened? I'm good. <laughs> I think we got to go to commercial break after that one. Hey, this is Luke from Luke's APS listening to Countercharge. All right, everybody, welcome back. We're going to get into our main topic. Um, and Jason kind of covered it earlier. So really what we're talking about is just the community feedback for what is what was everybody's favorite events. What have they been in the past? Which ones they plan on going to in the future? Um, I don't know if you saw there was a Facebook post about it on the Countercharge Facebook group. And we had a ton of responses. Trent, question to you is, what do you personally want out of a tournament? Me, personally? Hmm. Let's see here. I think, honestly, the number one reason that I like going to tournaments, and, yeah, the number the number one reason, this, this is going to sound kind of weird, but the number one reason is, like, I'm, I'm actually a really introverted person, and the only time outside of work and my family, when I get any social interaction, is, like, around other nerds. Because once, like, I'm super introverted, right? But as soon as I realize we have a common interest in something nerdy, like, you know, maybe you like Lord of the Rings or you like Magic the Gathering because that was like the first nerdy game I got into or video games or like, God forbid, you like war gaming, you know, like I- I'm going to be your best friend. 
and being in a group, like being in a room of people where everybody's like that, it's so cool because everybody can just be themselves, uh, you know, laugh, roll some dice and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I flew from Germany to um, Adepticon this year to, to, to Chicago. And the, my main reason to do that was to see people that I only see at tournaments. Like I hadn't seen, Rob, you know, I hadn't seen you in almost a year and just all kinds of people. So really the number one thing is the community. Um, after that, second thing for me is to see everybody's just amazing armies. I'm always blown away. Like every time I go to a tournament, whether it's somebody's backstory, somebody's display board, just the amount of attention to detail that they so, do. So, so you're a units taker, not a giver, because like you're not going to put the effort yeah. into. Yeah, you exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, I, I, t- I, I'll put, I put the effort in my backstory. Because, I mean, dude, come on. I, I had hey, a QR all, you gotta code. You got to do it all, you know man. You got to do it all. I had my backstory on a QR code. Has anybody ever done that before? I don't I don't think so. That's pretty you cool. That's I mean? pretty cool. You were the first. But I, I really nerd out about the lore. And then that normally, like, it demotivates me and motivates me at the same time. Because, like, I look I look at people's stuff and I'm like, oh, dude, my shit's never going to look like that. But then in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, I got to step my game up so I don't feel as bad the next time I go to a tournament. And then after that, it's playing the game. So like I I love playing the game though don't get me wrong that's not it's not like an afterthought but like all those are so important to me when it comes to coming to an event those three reasons are why I go to tournaments like that's why I make the effort to go there but yeah what about what about you Rob what's important um, a lot of what you said is important but I think at the end of the day it's about the atmosphere the event has like if it's a cool event it's uh, uh really like um, you know I I don't really enjoy the super hyper focused hyper competitive stuff i like more of the stuff where there's a hobby aspect to it right that you could sh- like you were saying where you can show off your artistic style and show off a new army or a new display board and more importantly just see all kinds of cool stuff and be inspired um you know I, it, that's that's one of them i you know jason i, I think another a thing that i really i know that you probably liked as well is events that have multiple game systems so you can go to like a larger event even though i play like kings of war i'm kind of an omni gamer in that sense i i want to play some armada or i want to play some firefight and an adepticon allows me to do those kind of things but you know you said you said something earlier about fluff or like special characters and stuff i love that man any reason for me to paint something special that i wouldn't normally paint that really has no inherent value outside of this event if it's a special (laughs) monster or a special unit yep i'm all about it i'm all about you know, and, and Kings of Memphis has the same thing. It's we've got a bard model. This, this is year number three. And you've got this bard character that kind of the, 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 you know, it's sort of like a musically inspires. I mean, obviously, Memphis, there's a music theme there, but it like inspires your army in unique ways. And it, it's like a lot of things that we what we've been talking about on Facebook about narrative gaming. Right. It's about presenting another way to play that you don't get to play in a normal setting and things like, you know, a special legendary giant that buggy gives you or a bard character at my event or King of monsters where you get to bring a Kaiju. It's like, yeah, that's cool. <laughs> that's really cool. Right. So the one I also like a well-run event. <laughs> yes. <laughs> How do you know a well-run event? Go to a bad one <laughs> and you'll know you go to an event and it just feels disorganized and things, everything is late and it just feels like it's a slog. Let's be honest, all TOs have to go through that because even me, my first one was like, oh, okay, I don't know if I did very good there. But you learn and you hopefully develop. And so those events that have matured and have developed organically over time and have now tenured TOs, those are those are the highlight uh, highlight thing. But what about you, Jason? What are you looking for in an event? I think the biggest thing is the community. Um I go to the community or to the tournaments to play people I don't normally play. We have a very 
big group up here in Minneapolis, St. Paul area that I play like Jeff Shokin. I'll play a couple times a month. Sean Choi lives less than five minutes away. He's on our masters team. So it's like, he comes over. Is he, is he coming to masters? He is coming to masters. Oh, so he's oh, on yeah. my short list. We need to do a list builder. Cause this is like the one player that no one knows about except for a few people. Adam Ballard and you guys in Minnesota. Only plays me and Adam. Play Adam on UB and in person he plays me. But yeah, he's he literally lives less than five minutes. He could walk to my house. I want to play people I don't normally get to play. And that's my goal at every tournament on top of some time to hang out with the group. You go to tournaments, there's sometimes at the end of, if it's a two day at the end of Saturday, everyone just goes their own way. And it's like now you're just hanging out with the same people you came down there with that which is normally people you hang out with. Well, I don't want to do that. I want to hang out with people that I don't get to hang out with, get to know them a little bit better, because then I can just expand upon the people when I go to tournaments who I can talk to, where sometimes you get the clicks and different things like that. And we'll get into it a little bit. Like some of the tournaments, my favorite tournaments are the ones with like barbecues that everyone goes to, or it's all on site where people get to hang out after different things like that. Or like they have time to like, when we go to lunch, it's like lunch is on site. So it's easier to then uh, socialize with people. Cause otherwise like some terms like bang, bang, bang games. Yeah. You have lunch, but usually some people go grab or they go grab lunch off off site. And now you come back and you're not really talking to anybody uh, besides the people you're playing with. But yeah, so community is probably my biggest one. I mean, I, if I'm going to travel, travel, like I would, if I have to drive more than five hours, I want it to be a bigger tournament. I don't want it to go to a tournament where there's 10 people and four are the people that we're coming with. Yeah, I don't know. I've gotten to the point with the groups that I go with where we grab an Airbnb. Like we went for to Shiloh for Jeff Shokins. We met at his bachelor party. We had 15 guys in an Airbnb and had a hell of a time. It was so much fun. Um, and yeah, the special characters and I love just because it gives me an opportunity to paint something that I'd normally, it's been on the back burner because it's an individual or it's this that's not a part of my army. Um, I know I was talking to Kyle Ritchie about, they did a one day on top of the Michigan GT. So the Michigan GT is a chariot, like a car out of Michigan. And then their one day was a mechanic, which was kind of cool. Like the fluff that they're doing between the two. Michigan GT is probably my dark horse event. It has been amazingly fun. Like, first of all, it's mid twenties, right? It's not a huge event. Oh, it's going to be bigger this year. Oh, good. Because I mean, Lansing's my hometown. Omaha boys are coming. I think I'm oh, coming. Oh, we're having a party. We're going to have a crew coming in this year. I'm going to try and get Chilkin to come because Blake's such a good dude. Blake's awesome. Blake and Cal are awesome. So, And he puts in so much effort for the community with, with the uh, the big game at Adepticon and other things like that, running events. He ran Dragonfall. Mantic needs someone at you know whatever convention. Sure, he comes down from Midland and runs it. So, yeah, he's super cool. Yeah. Yeah. So I think we're going to have a pretty good crew coming. That'll make it big. There's a barbecue joint. I think it's called Meat. Uh, it's amazing. It's amazing. So now, obviously, Omaha snobs, but the reality is <laughs> it's good barbecue, right? Well, the, the, it's not that they're snobs. I mean, snobs. I'm from Memphis they, and, I, and I'm like, yeah, it's fine. It's, it's good barbecue. Like, they're not snobs. They just are very particular in what they eat. They're just setting their ways, right? They, they don't eat lettuce. They don't eat rabbit food, according to them. I'll let you ex- let them explain that to you. Yeah, if it's not a box of uh, Wheaties or a box of cereal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, man. Yeah. 
You know, you know, one thing you said there that resonated with me was that uh, one of the things I like about events is when you go to an event and everybody's invested in the event. Nothing irks me more when you go to an event and everybody, like there's unpainted on the table. No, dude, we all paid money to come to this event. Bring your A game. I'm not saying it's got to be painted well, but put in an effort, man. Make the effort to get your stuff built, painted. We're all spending time at the very least time. And in most cases, a lot of money to come to these events, make it a pageant because if it's not people, that's if you want to sell the event, you got to have it look good on the table. I will preface this with a asterisk. It's how it's set up. Yeah. Because like I run a one day at my house in my backyard. I, we, if you're going to a one day, I would not expect people to have painted stuff. That's, that's how you get local players in. I literally run it for newbies and so that vets can run a different armies that are not painted. So that, and then just basically I make it so that it's, we're hanging out and you get to try something else. And then we just eat good food and drink beer the whole day. That's awesome. But it's, that's, that's the community portion of what I like. That yeah, we're just yeah, we're gaming on the side. We'll make it master qualifier. Like we had twenty two guys in one day in my house. Oh wow! Oh yeah, it was <laughs> that's my impressive. entire backyard. Yeah, yeah entire yeah. backyard. We had like twenty eight committed at one point. That's awesome. Well, should we get into some of the feedback from the community, Trent? Yeah, I think we could start t- looking at um some of the actual events. Right now, this isn't an all inclusive list. This is events that people in the comments specifically mentioned, and you know, I think. Jason, we were talking about this before we even started recording. I was surprised by how many events were on this list that I, I've never even heard of. So it just goes to show that there's there's a lot of stuff out there. And obviously, a lot of these events that I didn't hear of made an impression on somebody because they thought to mention it in you know their favorite event post. But I think we'll just start here from the top. So we got King of the South. It's actually in the Netherlands. Interesting. This post was from Albert Hilderling. It says here, oh, this is interesting. So this 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 is an older event. Uh, because of COVID, it was the only tournament in the Netherlands. And it still feels like being the Dutch champion of 2020. <laughs> <laughs> Another elf player, man. I can't can't get away from him. I swear to God. Let's go. Let's see. He said he grabbed some elves together, 1995 points, and found that he had just enough to play in his new color scheme completely. So, huh, that, that worked out for him. That's interesting. And that, again, that's another event that's the first time I've heard of it. And then the second one, and this is this is one of the big hitters on the list, right? Bug Eater. Popular event. I did not leave a comment on the post. I, I didn't either. I'm, I'm a terrible countercharger. We, we, we have a forum. You don't have to. You don't have to. That's what this is for. Yeah, I was about to say, we, we don't leave comments because then, you know, we'll, we'll make the responses biased. But I would have to say Bug Eater is probably my favorite event, too. And it goes back to exactly what we were talking about earlier. Like, you know, that the, 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 like, Last year when I went, um, you know, Adam opened his house. Like I, I stayed at his house. Mm-hmm. Rob, you were there. Um, they had the barbecue. Back, back when I snored, like, remember? Oh, dude, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you snored. But dude, the, I don't snore anymore. But because I have a CPAP machine now. But I tell you what, you, the, you, you were like yeah. literally like five feet. I told my wife about it, and she's like, "I don't know how he did kill you, dude." I can, I can sleep anywhere, but I did have earplugs in. That did help. When you're running off of like three hours of sleep a night, it kind it kind of helps too. But man, the Bug Eater is just such a cla- class A event. Like the Omaha boys, they're, I, I love those guys. They're, they're awesome. They really are. And you know, uh, we have a comment here from uh, Dylan Scribner and Tyler Schultz, both saying uh, Dylan's an interesting one. It's a super hard decision to make, but I have to say Bug, bug Eater is a really next level event and just edged out the competition, in my opinion. It encompass, encompasses everything I'd hope to find at a GT, not to mention the Mountain Boys are absolute treasures. 
I'm just surprised the guy from Arkansas can use the word encompass. <laughs> yeah, that's I didn't know that was an Arkansas vernacular. I, I that was know. pretty good. That was pretty good. Yeah. And then Tyler Schultz coming in there. Pretty similar. You know, the hangouts are just unmatched. With some of my very favorite people in the venue. Yeah, let's talk about the venue is super spacious, too. Because it's more, um, Bug Eater is more of like a convention. Because they have other games going on. But we basically, like, the King's Award place is like a gym. Every player, in addition to the table that they're playing on, has an entire table to to spread out all their stuff so you don't have to worry about taking a card. It's awesome. Like that. It's the most spacious yeah. event we, we go to. Yeah. What do you guys do? Is, is Bug Eater your favorite as well, or, or what do you think? Yeah, I've been to a, two or three. I don't know how many. Two two Bug Eaters, I think. I mean, it's a haul, so I'm not going this year because I'm going back in, in July for, for uh, Masters, but it's a great it's a great event. And as you said, they have a good core group of guys that run it. You know, Adam Ballard, Tim. Are they a good group of guys, though? They're good at the game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hold on. There's two guys that are good. Billy and not so much. We're going to leave Billy <laughs> off that, that list. But they got Tim Lonis. They got a lot of guys in the background that's there. Russ, you know, the the the, 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 the godfather of Omaha Gaming. So they got a lot. And, and even, like, support from the Lincoln guys. So they have a real good support structure there. So it's a it's a great group of guys. I know our Minnesota guys always go to that tournament. I am going to be there every year. Uh, my sister-in-law lives down there, so it's easy sell to my wife. Anything that's an easy sell to my wife, I get to go to. So Duluth for Lady of the Lake, uh, talking about going out to Cali for Riddle Steel because I have an aunt and uncle that live out there, and she loves Cali. Anything on the East Coast like Boston she loves. Um, but, yeah, that one is – I'm going to make it yearly at this point. I have to skip work meetings to go to it. I don't care. I just straight up tell them I'm not going to make it to that meeting every single year. And it's just everything I want in a tournament. Um, they they are gems. I give them all the time, but they are the best people. One of the or group of people in the community. Barbecue and, ba- and Billy's Backyard is phenomenal. You- Amazing. Such a good time. Yeah. Kitty Such pool a good of time. beer. Around everyone <laughs> yeah. just sits around it with brisket and ribs and burgers and brats and it's super family friendly. Um, which I'm gonna if we scroll down, Adam, funny enough, is like we just copied Lady of the Lake from Duluth, mm-hmm. Minnesota. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> the best ones do mimic each other, right? They take the best from the best and just replicate it and and build on it. Yeah, and I mean, the thing about the actual competitive play about it is that, yeah, there's a broken special character every single year. You know going in, it's going to be broken, but the scenarios are simple to counteract that. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just straight out of the book, and they're doing such a good job with terrain now at this point with, uh, they set it up on UB and then, like, have map packs and different things like that. Um, So, it's, I mean... It's such a good tournament. I can't say enough good things. If anyone still wants to go, there's still open places for, and it's in one month, first weekend of June. Yeah, definitely, definitely worth attending. Highly, highly recommended. Kyle Poole mentions Best of the Rest, yeah, which has uh, been a great event. I know the highlight for that one was probably in uh, uh, in New York when they kicked it off for the first time. So I'm really looking forward to Best of the Rest this year, I think, with Omaha and the large, spacious venue. And the kind of more centrally located destination, I have a feeling we're going to have a good crowd there. So just as a reminder, if you haven't done it, get out, get over to the website. Is it tabletopscore.com? And uh, get and look for best of the, you know, do a search for best of the rest. You'll find it. Sign up. If you're going to Masters, sign up for best of the rest. And when when the Masters teams are settled, they'll shift you over to the Masters event. So you're hearing this 
Uh, you've probably already heard our episode with Adam Ballard. So uh, it's probably uh, old news to you. But as a reminder, get out there for best of the rest in U.S. Masters. Yeah, I haven't made it to best of the rest. I definitely want want to try it out one time. I was planning on going this year, um, but then I decided to go at Depscon. But I've heard really, really good things about it. Trent, do we got to do a GoFundMe to get you out to go best of the rest this year? <laughs> Dude, if you can donate some vacation time, that, that would be even better. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, because I tell you what, just being over here, I'm just birded through it left and right. <laughs> I bet. I bet. <laughs> to go anywhere, if you're going out of the country, it's like two or three extra days. Yeah, off off the rip, it's like three days just from travel, but that's okay. And then, you know, we got another big hitter here. Uh, there's like five or six comments on this one, and that would be the Lone Wolf GT in Dallas, Texas, ran by Mark Cox. So we got Grant Fetter in there. And, uh, you know, there were a few people who we kind of lumped their comments in, into these uh, different tournaments to, to make it a little bit easier to talk about. We always say, like, pick one, and they're like, well, I'm going to be like this, this, and this one. I get it. It's hard to pick. And you don't want to make anybody angry by leaving somebody else off. It's like... You win an Oscar, right? You don't really want to thank everybody because you're going to forget somebody. So I get it. Yeah, I get it. It's it's great. And uh, Lone Wolf is one of those big tournaments. Like I know I, I didn't make it this year, but uh, last year I went in uh, 2022. I want to say there was 69 people, 69, 70. It was a huge room. Good, good turnout. out. Do you go to Lone Wolf, Jason? No, I've never been. I went to mm-hmm. sh- uh, Samurai down in Dallas uh, one year. Um, I do want to. That's on the bucket list to make as far as going to a tournament. Um, it's super competitive. Like some of the biggest, like everyone's talking about Adepticon this year. Lone Wolf is that way too. I mean, John Green, Tom Annis, Dustin Howard. A Lone Wolf adds the hobby piece much higher than Adepticon too. So not only do you got to be good on the table, you better be a good painter because you're not going to win. Adam Ballard is a classic example, right? He, he, it's hard to win it because if, if you're not a really, really top end painter, you're just going to be the best general. Right. And I mean, on top of that, they have the special scenarios. So you really have to know how to play scenarios, which is different. Yeah. The scenarios, man. <laughs> Mark, they are, they are different. And that is a good thing because some, like there's two tournaments I know that have special scenarios for almost every scenario, that one and lady of the lake. So that's that's one thing when you go to these tournaments that is a different thing if that's what you're looking for to get away from the book tournament or the book uh scenarios those two are great two great tournaments to go to and on top of having a great community they are scenario wise is going to make the, you play the game a little bit different and then he also has a the special character option too it's the lone wolf and the lone ranger so you have that that special character and the the crazy scenarios later likes the same way <laughs> lone wolf has a has a special place in my heart because it was a uh, it was when i went in 2022 it kind of jump-started my my war gaming career so i've like really been into it after that it was it was a good experience i drove down with the uh, garrett mercier and tyler schultz from colorado so it was a bit of a haul, but it was it was fun. That's kind of when I got to meet everybody for the first time. It was a little overwhelming, but it, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> we have uh, Keith Conroy that mentions uh, Crossroads GT. This is one I haven't been to, and I've, I've heard about it though. Well, it used to be a singles event. Now it's a four man team event, a four player team. That's event. right. And that's right. It's Corey Reynolds, dude. Like class act, dude. One of the nicest people you'll ever meet on the planet. Now. Is he ever going to paint a Mantic Army? Probably not. <laughs> but he's really good at King's Award. He runs great events. Sometimes that's all you need, right? 
I was just talking to Adam Ballard about this tournament last, literally last night, because it's usually right around my tournament. Because Travis texted me last year to go to, and I was like, "Dude, it's the same weekend as my tournament." He's like, oh, just have your wife run the tournament. I was like, "And go to Crossroads with us? Not gonna happen, dude. <laughs> That's not gonna happen." <laughs> I like the initiative, but no. <laughs> yeah, like you're already trying to convince my wife to have me move down to Omaha. That's not gonna happen. But no, I've uh, I've heard it's a great tournament. I know I do want to get out to it. It's just bad timing for me. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of tournaments on here, only only so many uh free weekends, right? <laughs> that's a problem we all have. Yeah. Yeah, and that's one reason why I wanted to bring this up to like, hey, what are all the options? What are the time frame for them to because there's only so much time and money you have, especially yeah. if you're traveling along long distances, that you can get to these tournaments. But you know that's a good point, though. A lot of these are like bucket list, bucket list type events, and yeah, maybe you can't get to them every year. But if you've got a list, maybe maybe every year you can hit one of these and check one of these off your list because these are events that are just you can't miss. They're just fantastic. Yeah, that's that's a really good point. Especially if you have a core, a core group of friends, like you go share an Airbnb or like something to make it cheaper versus like you going and doing it by yourself or you and one other person. That's when it gets a little pricey. And then I just think this is an interesting comment for Crossroads to uh, Andrew Castrotino. So Crossword, Crossroads uh, was his first tournament way back in the Warhammer days. So I guess it's been going on since Warhammer. And it was always an absolute blast. And then he gives a Ork Town a shout out to. We had a lot of people do that, give like second or thirds in their comments too. But speaking of Ork Town, I think that is the next one on the list, right? Mm-hmm. Now this one is in the uh, northeast. It's in Cape Cod. Okay. Oh, that's a nice area. It says uh, so. We got Justin Berg on here is the one who mentioned it. The hangouts great. Minutes from the ocean. But he says the ice cream shop is a real selling point. Kenneth Heisler can fill you in with the details. I don't know. Well, those guys are are nuts, right? Those guys are, I mean, they take hobby and background story to another level. Rosado and all those guys are just super fun, super passionate about the game. And they put on, you know, I think the, the selling point for this event, and I have not been, is the bespoke trophies. So like last year, I think the winner won a guitar that was all painted like green and they, you know, they have all these tables that have legitimate like background story that has been written in their in their head canon. For each table? Yeah, they're nuts. That's dude. insane. K2's got like this uh uh orc character. We'll have to get him on again to talk about it. It's it's crazy. If you like narrative events, this is the event for you. This these guys are these guys are insane. Well, that's something we didn't talk about either, like the prize support slash trophies when it comes when it comes to like, because like the other game that we don't t- want to talk about, like that is one of the biggest selling points for them is what do you win for those kind of things? Like I know Age of Song Ice and F- or Song Ice and Fire for uh, Depticon gives away like an axe or a sword. Like yeah. there's a couple of tournaments here that give away swords for winning the tournament. Lady of the Lake being one of them. Samurai. I think Idaho. I don't know if you guys can see that. That is a full size corn shield. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so that was one in Wisconsin at uh, Wapaka, and it, it literally is a real shield. Dude, that's awesome. And I've got another one, a, a goblin shield for best sports. Yeah, like, to be honest with you, it's a great segue, uh, a great discussion point, because, Jason, I don't want to go and win a bunch of free models. I can, I got money. I can buy models. I can't buy fame, and I can't buy notoriety, and I can't buy 
a ginormous heavy shield, right? Like that's just like the kind of stuff that there's only one way to get it and that's win it. Right. And so, yeah, I have a big fan of cool swag and cool trophies. And, and that's why like the Orc town thing is just, I mean, Corey Reynolds won it last year, I believe. And he's got a guitar. Now I have no idea if it plays, it would not be, it would not be in the spirit of, the, of those guys if it actually did work, but it looks good. Yeah. I mean, right. you go to somebody's house, like gaming room, like some people have gamer rooms, like Shilkin's got a gamer room. He's got a, a hammer, two or three swords from Lady, a couple of like weapons. Billy's has a sword from Lady last year. It's like you go down to Samurai. I'm sure Dustin's got to have two or three swords from Samurai at this mm-hmm. point with how he plays down there. It's like those are cool in a gaming room. Like granted, if you have kids. I don't know what that says about me because all I have is shields. <laughs> so I guess I get I punched mean, a lot. That means you play ogres. That's all it means. <laughs> Probably right. She- sheet breakers. That's right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> One of the reasons why uh, us and the Omaha guys went to Dragonfall is because their trophy. Amazing. For... Amazing. The robotic dragon is super cool. I know Casey's got the 3D printed stuff from uh, Tim Lonis. Uh, Tim Lonis. Yeah, those are nice awards. Uh, yep. My buddy for my tournament last year did a 3D printed like bust and then painted it up like all rustic style and that was what i gave out for my best overall and people loved it it's like okay i guess i'm gonna have him do three or four more next year Mm -hmm. uh idaho has got some really cool uh trophies as well um i was looking at going out to that one just because of refugees of the old world ben stoddard's in rexburg idaho he's got crazy bespoke trophies uh including like a a counter charger war where there's actually like a blaster it's crazy dude yeah, it's I was like, really cool. But then I saw a 16 hour drive and I was like, that's not going to happen this year. <laughs> not this year, but not this that's year. on my list. That's on my list. Oh, yeah. To go. It's on the list. Just knowing that that's what they give away. Like, I don't care about the models, cool trophies, different things like that, where they, it definitely sets you apart a little bit more. Yeah. Next, next one on the list is a Vanguard GT. We had Joseph Greek bring that up. Said 100% easy. Some of uh, my best gaming memories of all time happen there. It's always a highlight of the year. Crossroads is a close second, and the Nerdhammer crew put on a great event for my number three. Yeah, Mike Atkins is a cool guy, and and uh, Vanguard GT sounds like an awesome event. We had a couple guys from the southeast uh, from my from from Memphis that actually made it out there last year. So it's it's a great event. You know, it fills Where, up. Where's quick. this one at? It's in Virginia. That's right. Okay, that's right. That's right. So Crossroads is where again, New York, upstate New York, the same place they held the Masters a couple years ago in El. I think it's Elmira, New York. And then Orktown is Cape Cod. Cod. You said, mm-hmm. yeah. So we're really hitting everywhere here. Exactly. Now, well, this- I, I think I think what it says though is there's there. What's interesting is if you look at it, look at a map. There's great events all over the country. Oh right? yeah, 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 hundred percent, hundred percent. The the next one, uh, this one doesn't sound familiar to me. Uh, Hoosier Storm. Hoosier you Storm. Hoosier. Storm? It's a Hoosier, bro. Hoosier. Come on. Oh, you okay. Okay. Oh, you're from Georgia. You, what do you know about Hoosiers? Bro? Yeah, I am a redneck. <laughs> What's it to you? Huh? It's a basketball thing. It is Indiana. So, so Hoosier Storm is no more. It, it actually was uh, like the only had. Oh, no, it was Indy Storm. So it was Indy Storm. Oh, correct. Before. Now it's called Hoosier. You're right. Now it's Hoosier Storm. Indy Storm was the original event. That's now that dead, and then Hoosier Storm is picking it up. Yep. And Mike Carter runs Adepticon. He's great. To uh, it's one of those things where Indie Storm was a convention, kind of like Adepticon, and that closed down. And now 
he just they wanted to run a tournament still, so they moved it to uh, Hoosier Star in okay. a different location. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, so we had uh, Scott Sally bring that up. Said mainly because it's the only one I have gone to. It's almost in my backyard. Uh, that always helps when they're close, right? When you're lucky to either run an event or go to an event in your backyard, that's awesome. That's like, yeah. I mean, it's it's got to be like, you know, Hobie Roop in Lincoln coming to buggy uh, to come into buggy. It's like that's not even fair, bro. Like it's like an hour and a half away or something. You know, like, come on, man. This is a really good note too. He said, um, so it was his first or it was his first two day event. It was very newbie friendly, which is, uh, you know, a great point to have if you're a newer player looking for a tournament. Yeah. And honestly, I found in my experience that I, I still consider myself like a newer player. I feel like every tournament that I've been to has been the people are just excited to have new new players in the community. So you're, you're going to get treated right. Just about just about anywhere you go. Well, and that's where I mean, I always like both me and you, Trent, are on the same page with the community as far as like, hey. No matter what, win, lose, or draw, if you're having fun with who you're playing and the time that you have free time versus just going and doing your own thing after, that's going to make you want to come back as a new player. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Inclusive people that want you to come there, that want you to be around, that's how you create a good tournament in that sense. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. We'll keep rolling along here. So, yeah, again, I haven't heard of these either. So this is two, I think, if I understood the post right. So Jackalopes and Rose City. Ben Stoddard brought these up. Ben, ben runs the uh, Refugees of the Oral World in Rexburg, Idaho. Jackalopes is in Reno, and Rose yep. City is in Portland. And then, again, an, an, another point, because, you know, he loves the people that's there, and the TOs that put them on, they do a great job. Small groups with smoothly run. And the hangouts are always stellar, which is always the, the sticking point of any good event, right? I know Jeremy goes to Jackalopes every year. I know Mike Grant usually goes as well. It's one of the West uh, region main tournaments that gets pretty good attendance as well. And dude, I feel like everybody always goes back to the community aspect. Like part of his comment is some great friendships have been made simply because of these little plastic soldiers. Like that's that's mm-hmm. a really good way to put it right there. It really is. I can vouch for this. Like Travis Tim wiped me in 45 minutes. Absolutely beat the shit out of me. And that's how we, we became friends because we just sat there for an hour and a half and just talked. Yeah, Rob, uh, Rob tabled me and I did not kill a single model of his army when we played for the first time at KCGT. And now I'm stuck here talking to him when it's, you know, almost 1 a.m. <laughs> where I'm at. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the community, though. Like, you just get to know people. You hang out with them. They're friendly. They aren't jerks when you play. That's the one thing I love about Kings of War. Yeah, it's 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 special. It's special community. We have to we have to cultivate it and and fall, don't take it for granted. You know, like always always be actively working to keep it the way it is and improve it. Rob, have you heard about Rose City a ton? Yeah, I mean, it's a great event in Portland. Uh, a lot of the guys in the Pacific Northwest love it. It's one of their best events. Daniel Wright, he comes with all the master stuff. He's just a super cool dude. So I haven't been to his event, but I know Jeremy's been there before. For everybody I've chatted with, it's it's a really great event. So One of those things, I would love to go to a Portland Trailblazer game and then go to the tournament. Dude, if you could time that out, yeah, that would be, it would be a blast. Just get a big group that goes to a... Like if you like sports, go to the game or then go hang out after and then go to the tournament on Saturday and Sunday. Oh, uh, Rose City Rumble is in May. They gotta be in the tr- they gotta be in the playoffs. 
Yeah, they'd have to be in the playoffs for, for them to make it. But tell Dan, hey, Dan, if you're listening, move it to the NBA season so Jason and company can come. Because if he comes, <laughs> come. he brings I'll a come. lot of Minnesota guys. I will come. I mean, I might have to drive there, but that's okay. Ah, it's no problem. It's just a, little, a few seats My, over. Miles are not flying. Let's just say it that way. Well, your playboard's not a damn piece of wood. It's like it's like a <laughs> like a, like a table. My charcuterie board, as uh, Cal Pichy likes to call it. Yeah, it's effective though. <laughs> it is effective. Let's keep rolling along here. Next, we have dead a winner. We had Nicholas. That's Estes. a relatively new one. They've run it yeah. twice, and that's Mike Rossi up in now this, New York. This is one. I, yeah, this is one I've heard of. Um, probably because when we had, when I was on the episode of Mike Rossi. We had uh, Nicholas Esposito drop the comment on this one. He says, I have to say the Dead of Winter, hosted by Mike Rossi, was the most fun tournament I have attended to date. He ran a great event. We raised money for a great cause. And my final match, my final matchup was a Ratkin versus Ratkin. Who could ask for more? That's funny. That he does he does do it for charity, right? I know, yeah, I know a lot. We, he does. We didn't and then, you know, that's another it, thing we didn't touch on. But the, events yeah, there's a lot of events that. that have charity raffles. Yeah. I think that's really, really cool. I Lone know Wolf um, is one of those ones. Lone, Lone, Lone Wolf is a big one. I mean, Bug Eater benefits the uh, one of the organizations there. Yeah, there's there's a lot of them. We didn't mention it for all of them though. That's a Northeast event, right? It is. Yeah. Uh, then rolling along here, we have John Blakemore mentioning TNT. Now, I didn't recognize this one. Is that does that stand for something, or is it just quiz? You guys, what's TNT stand for? I mean, when I hear it, I, I think of like the explosive, but that obviously is not talking about that, right? I, I know what it is, but I forgot at this when you asked that. I do know what it is. I've, I've actually heard you talk about it. So It's actually Todd's Nashville's tournament. It's the Nashville tournament? Yeah, so long story short, uh, I ran NashCon back in 2017, and we were going to run it in 2018, but they weren't going to give us enough space. So Todd Perkins, my, my good friend in Murfreesboro, outside of uh, Nashville, said, <laughs> we're going to move the event. And he moved his event outside, and it turned out to be a great move. For a couple of years, he ran TNT on the side outside of NashCon. And then it's also known as NashCon uh, because a couple of years ago it was rolled back into NashCon. So, uh, but TNT is great. It's got a wrestling theme. Oh, okay. So Tim Smith's a nutter. He built a three-quarter sized ring, a three-quarter sized uh, cage for like a cage match. And the tables are in the, are on the are on the wrestling thing. It's crazy, dude. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what uh, John says, too. He says the top table is... In the top table, in a wrestling ring or cage, up above the crowd, and he also says the awards are unique and the atmosphere is a blast. That's so cool. You get like luchador masks and and a belt is the winner. Yeah, it's it's crazy stuff. Yeah, anything to make it your event like unique, right? Stand out a little bit. Like you guys were talking about the swords, the hammers, the shields. Like that that stuff's so cool. It really is. Yeah, it's moving right cool. along here, we got Northern Kings GT. I think this is from our UK brethren because we had Steve Hildrew and Danny Graves. Can we take anything that Steve says seriously? <laughs> yeah, that's that's the truth. He's my guy, but let's be honest, he he's he's the best. <laughs> he's been trying to convince me to come over there. He left pretty good comment, right? Northern Kings GT was fantastic. Imagine a GT where Paul Welsh is waiting with a free drink when you arrive, and there's a bar on site. Fantastic tourney and fabulous people, too. He's not wrong. And then Danny Graves coming over the top saying, I had all the juice. The boys put on a near seamless event that had all the elements tournament needs. So three people vouching for this one. Must be. Are you, are you thinking about going, going over there? Is it this year? Or is it past already? It was next weekend, I think we were talking about before this. 
Tom Robinson Robinson uh, runs this one. So, like when he was here for Adepticon, he was trying to convince me for this year to come, and it's on. Me and my wives, we've never did a honeymoon because we got married right before COVID. And England was one of the ones. But I told her the only time I'm going over there is for if there's soccer and if I can play Kings of War. Dude, soccer game, Kings of War tournament, and make up honeymoon all in one trip. That's 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 some value right there. The keyword there is that we know now that I know people over there, we get a tour guide basically, or people that want to show us like, hey, what are the best pubs? What are the best tourist locations to actually go to versus it's just touristy? That's the best part about like we talked about the community. I've got to know people there. I got Norway, Sweden, Spain, Argentina. Because like during COVID, you played all those UB games, UB tournaments, and you're playing people from around the country. And you get to know these people, and it's like, yeah, if you come over, just let me know. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's how I found my play group over here, right? Right. It's the same, same exact thing. Like, what, what other gaming system or anything else can you find that in? Yeah, I, t- I tell you right now. I mean, just think about, you know, I, I play Rocket League sometimes, right? I would never ever want to meet anybody i play in rocket league in person (laughs) (laughs) you know know what i mean (laughs) it really is it's just it's just a different atmosphere different community so that's where i mean i've heard northern kings is good i've heard clash of kings are both really good in the uk clash of kings and more players this year because they were smart and gave it to the community to run which is brilliant idea our problem with adepticon honestly it's it's so damn expensive i would love to say we're going to get 150 people at adepticon but people are not going to fork out a thousand bucks. Well, you also have to take time off work because if you're going to spend the money, I love Adepticon. And this is the, 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 yeah, the difference yeah, yeah. between a convention and a tournament. And if you're going to go to a convention, spend the time to actually enjoy the convention. Like Rob, you said before we hopped on, you went to, or earlier, it's, I was at an airbrush thing. Uh, there's hobby painting. There's other games. There's things like that. That's that's the advantage to those type of things versus a normal Kings of War tournament. Even if you're playing Armada and all the other Mantic games, like there's just way more options to do. Yeah, and you know, Adepticon this year was it was almost a week. It was like five or six days. Mm-hmm. So it is. It's, it was it's, a whole. It's a, it was a whole. Week. Yeah, it's a big commitment. And for me, it was perfect because you know I I have to. I traveled um, 5,000 miles, so it would have been really hard just to come in for a two-day GT. It wouldn't be whereas, worth it. Yeah, it wouldn't be worth it, whereas a full gaming convention was, you know, made, made it worth my while. It was a blast. Even if you don't play games, it's like you come in early, and you can get, like, come in on a Thursday, right? You can get games in for casual gamers on Thursday that are just around. You can get casual games in on Friday. I mean, I hung out, what was it? thursday and i just hopped into the team tournament oh that's right you ended up playing with tyler yeah 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 they needed a more uh, a stronger ringer yeah they wanted they wanted elves no no no, no. we're not gonna get into that <laughs> yeah okay into that. okay <laughs> Jay, look, i learned a long time ago just blame tyler and move on uh, always i always blame tyler let's be honest we'll keep it rolling here guys so we got a uh, bison brawl next jesse garrett brought that up said it's been his favorite fun spice with a special character changing each oh Special character changing each round, normal scenarios and scoring, and balanced terrain. That's a new one. I haven't heard the character changing each round. That's Oklahoma City. That's been around a while. That's our buddy Brian Brodeur. That's his, that was his event. Does he run that still, or is that Minton now? 
Andrew Mitten runs it now. Uh, so Brian's retired. Oh, that's right. I, I knew But that. Brian's too busy handling his son, Drew. I knew that. I knew that. Yep. And then the next one we got is uh, Alamo GT. That's a big one. I've been to Alamo. It's a, it's a really, I mean, Ryan Smith is bigger than life. Texas boys are, yeah, all, all about the Alamo. It's so cool, dude. I mean, you're right by the Alamo. You can literally walk to the Alamo. Yeah, I mean, it's in San Antonio, right? Yeah, it's super cool. Yeah. So proximity to Riverwalk. I don't know if, if you guys have never been to San Antonio. It's an amazing city. So it's being amazing. close to the Riverwalk is great. Very close to uh, Awesome Sushi, the Real Deal Tiki Bar, held in a charming dive bar, great terrain, fun scenarios. Ooh, 2,500 points. Two of the five games, so more toys to play to play and display. That's pretty interesting. We didn't really talk about points levels, but you know that the normal in the United States is 2,300, so it's always interesting to change it up. It's, I always like it when, it when they do something different. Yeah, I was like, 1995 is a big one. I like to see random ones too, like 2,100 or, or something like that. It makes it a little 2010 a little points. Interesting. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, yeah, also, yeah. Also, 200 yeah. point special character. Yeah. <laughs> And then we got another another big one here. Um, been mentioned in multiple comments, and we've talked about it a few times. Lady of the Lake. And Adam, we mentioned this earlier, but this is an actual comment. Adam Ballard says, Lady of the Lake has to be my favorite. We liked it so much, we practically stole everything and used it at Bug Eater. <laughs> Copy, if it's working. Have you guys been to that one? If it ain't broke, don't no. fix it, right? Oh, it's dude. It's like it's far, but it's on my bucket list. It, it'll well, come you at could some point, fly. But. You could also fly into Minneapolis, and then it's like a two-hour drive. That's the other sure. thing too. It's, like, it's a little bit like my grand came last year with Scott Holcomb, baby. Yep, and those who came, the Omaha guys always come. It's yeah. it's super cool. It was in a train station last year. They switched the. Uh, venue this year but chris capsner throws a big time barbecue with the band and people can camp in his backyard and different things like that where it saves on a lot of money um there they have a special character and they have special scenarios where you're picking your scenario and your opponent picks a scenario as well so it it changes it's very funky you're playing two scenarios at the same time so does your opponent choose the scenario for you you're playing both at the same time. So you pick one, they pick one, and you're playing both at the same Dude, time. So you could be playing like dominate and invade or like dominate and control at the same time. Well, there's some. It's like, hey, kill your top three or your opponent's top three uh, characters or top three uh, highest point uh, units. Mm-hmm. And it's, yeah. Like there's there, there can be some funky scenarios. <laughs> yeah, like I was yeah, playing yeah. a buddy of mine as a practice and because of the scenarios, he just turtled up in the corner, and we ended up drawing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like so, it's it it becomes a little funky, but at the same time, like it's different and it's fun too because of that. Yeah, that that sounds like it. I, th- I think it's nice to have a, events that have a mix of um, crazy, funky scenarios like Lone Wolf, Lady of the Lake, and then sometimes just straight out of the book, no special mm-hmm. characters tournaments are nice to have too. Honestly. Well, they also give away a sword, just like the Excalibur for Lady of the Lake. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Chris Kapsner, who used to be a part of the rules committee, he runs a great tournament. He's super smooth, always on time. Can't say enough good things about it. Uh, Duluth in August is the best. Yeah, Mm-mm-mm. I bet it is. Yeah, that, this this is this one is on my bucket list for sure. I want to make it up there. Chris is also like one of the nicest people I've ever met in my life. I think I met him at Bug Eater last year. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they have three D printed. Like if you're into what you gain from 
price support. They have 3D printed terrain every year. Um, and the thing is, we have so many people from the Twin Cities area that go up there. If people want to go, as long as you contact me, I will get you in contact with anybody else. Mm-hmm. Might be riding with me, might not. My wife always likes to go to Duluth. So it's one of those, my wife and kid come up with me, so my car is full. But if anyone wants to go, contact me. I, we can find you a ride early enough. If you contact me early enough, we can find you a ride up there and back. That yeah, sounds like a great event. Now, this next one I have definitely never heard of. But Richard Miles says, BritCon, specifically 2022, 3K, so 3,000 points, five-game, two-day in his hometown. So, I mean, hometown, perfect. Had it all, great venue. T.O. is excellent. Uh, Bigger games, which some people do like. Good drinking and social. So, I don't think, have you guys heard of this one before? I think I've seen it on like Fanatics once or twice, but big games, which makes it sometimes a little bit more fun. Yeah. Um, just like you said, it's different. No one runs a tournament that big. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Like what you could do with 3,000 points is scary. On you a could bring, dude, you can bring a lot of toys with 3,000 points. Can you imagine Gabo is it? At 3, oh my 000? god! I don't even want to think about mm. it, honestly. Yeah, I love having that many <laughs> goblins. After playing Donnie's goblins at twenty three hundred points at Adepta class, oh. I don't even want to think about an extra seven hundred points. <laughs> what they yeah, could do with that? Goblins can get scary at three thousand. Yeah, it's just like they're not that scary when you when you look at it like line by line, right? When you're layering it, but dude, you you kill three regiments and more just keep coming. And then you got and you've fifteen only like war trombones. Yeah, and then you got fifteen war trombones in your face too. You know, it's like Jesus Christ, Rob. I think you got to take this next one because you got a by name shout out in it. Yeah. So what's interesting is this is the last comment we've got, but it's from Janner. And what's interesting about it is he's actually not talking about a Kings of War event. He's talking about a Warhammer event. And what I would say is, man, what kind of event? Even after ten years, it hasn't faded. He still has that those great memories. And a couple things that I would bring up that he mentions is just that. You know, it's really family oriented and it, and it really try to make it a destination event. I mean, a lot of the events we talked about are kind of that, right? They're destination events. You know, it's an event where you can come and play and compete, but also have a vacation and bring your family. You know, we made sure there were arrangements for them as well. You know, it was more than about the game. That's that's an important thing. It's not about just smashing face. It's about having a good time and hanging out with friends. You know, it and he says it. It was about making friends, sharing the hobby and having a great trip. Uh, and so it's cool. What what this says is that the great events have a legacy, right? They have it, it's it's bigger than them, and they have a long life, and they have a long tread. You know, even after maybe they stop, but I'm assuming uh, the Necro GT is no more. But the fact that it's still in in Janner's mind is an indicating it's an indicator how good the event was because it's he's still thinking about it. And again, you know, we say steal steal from the from the good events. They don't have to still be around. <laughs> like if you got people out yeah, there that have run events point. in the past, Blood in the Sun is a classic event. I love that event. Uh, it was a Grant Federer event in Warhammer days. It's a great event. Wapaka in Wapaka, Wisconsin. Uh, the the old uh, Point Hammer Boys in Stevens Point used to run. My all time favorite event. Period. Bar none. There's no question about it. And I mean, that's where I won the shield. Where I won some shields. I mean, the, the, so the best sports won a shield every year. Oh, so that's why you won. You didn't win the tournament. No, 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 no! Come on! Come oh, on. okay. Come on! <laughs> just want—I mean, let's let's just establish that. I just want to yeah, make sure yeah. We so no, no, that. I won best sports, but then there's a helmet for best painted. There's a weapon for best general, and then the overall winner gets one of each. 
the army that it's from is dictated by the who won it before. So if Warriors of Chaos wins it, oh. then next year all the awards are Warriors of Chaos, which is why I have a corn shield. And then goblins won it, orcs and goblins won it, and I have an orc shield. So like, yeah, that's so cool. But like, that's the kind of stuff that you're just like, yeah. I mean, that event had a mustache, a mustache competition. I mean, just <laughs> uh, they had a thing called uh, feats of strength. Like they had a thing where see how long you can hold a beer out. You know, I'm like, bro. I mean, they they had some <laughs> crazy stuff, and yeah. uh, it was way more than than about the game. And that and those are the ones. You know, those are the events that everybody remember. The ones where it transcends more than just the game. The game is still great. It's still fun. Tables look great. The people are great, but there's more to it than that. It's it's the mm-hmm. I mean, because at the end of the day, the tournament is only as good as the people that show up. It's that community that builds around it. I mean, like Bug Eater, right? Every year, Tyler's I'm going to Bug Eater every year, every year. It's like it must be a good event because you know it's not not a small ride from uh, from Colorado to to Omaha, but he does no, it every not. single year. Yeah, uh, yeah, Trent, you know because you you did it. Yeah, I think la- last year we left. I think who had to did Tyler have to work? Because Tyler, Tyler was, started. Tyler drove late. It was me, Tyler, Merci- Ty- Tyler Mercier. Jeez, uh, yeah, basically same person. Me, Tyler Schultz, <laughs> Gary Mercier, and Brian Luttrell, Brian Luttrell from Colorado Springs. And we ended up leaving at like one in the morning, the day that the Armada tournament started. We got there like at ten, right before the tournament started, and then me and Tyler played Armada, and then. That night we played the uh, speed tournament. They had the King Speed tournament, and then we went into the two day after that. But oh, dude, it was it was so much fun. I, I'm glad we we did it. But yeah, it's 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 an event worth worth a drive like that. But you know, it was it was like a nine ten hour drive. We had four people in the car, so it wasn't that bad. But we do have a few more events to mention. We got Franticon from Ian Davies. Said Franticon 2020 had something for everyone. A three day three day event with Vanguard, Dead Zone singles and doubles and kings of war singles and doubles dreadball dungeon saga and then he had painting classes and free goodies and i mean that just sounds just sounds yeah that's amazing, sounds amazing. Where, where's where's that at that's in the uk okay yeah but it's a, it so, sounded like a, a convention right i'm assuming yeah it, it was in yeah, the yeah, london yeah. area i believe okay uh, and then matt friends mentioned siege of augusta which is another event down here in uh it's in georgia Augusta, Georgia. It's another HMGS event. It's like the sister to, it's the sister event to NashCon, which are both HMGS, which stands for Historical Miniature Gaming, Gaming Society. Society. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and then this is my favorite cop out answer. Can Just I list jump them in all? Before that? Yeah, go ahead. Them all. Away. Yeah. One thing I will say getting to certain tournaments is a big, like, how, like, Augusta, I've been to Augusta. It's not easy. Not to easy get to there. get to. Yeah. It's two hour drive from Georgia, just like Duluth is a two hour drive from Minneapolis. So it's like Lo- location's wh- a big part of an event, right? Yes. Ones that are accessible and centrally located are gonna be a little bit higher on the list for me. Being close to an airport, a major airport is probably a plus two, at least in this at least in the States, you know. I've never been, but I have heard really good things about Siege of Augusta. I think it's a good event. I've heard the same thing, yeah. but it's just Augusta is not the easiest place to get to. No, no, it's not. Not, not trying yeah. to dog it. I've heard great things. I want to get to it, but yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. But then we get to the, the cop-out answer, which leave it to our friendly Canadian, right? He doesn't <laughs> give one. He gives like a whole list by region. So uh, Ray Shields, everybody's favorite Canadian. Uh, he mentions that <laughs> Crossroads GT from the Northeast, which we've heard about. Mid-Atlantic Vanguard GT. We also heard about Southeast TNT. We've also heard about 
So it, it's funny that he he, he kind of parrots a lot of the same thing, right? He also gives honorable mention to Nerdhammer, Pilgrimage, and Mountaineer. So sounds like a great event. And then, hey, not to be outdone, we got a we got a, we got an Australian in our midst. We got Chris who said, mentioned Clash of Kings Australia. Now maybe we'll have to cut this out because I don't want this to go to Matt's head, Crook Soldier's <laughs> head. I haven't traveled for Kings of War events, but I'm lucky to be local to Clash of Kings Australia. The last few at the AIE. Any speculation on what the Australia International Expo venue has been particularly amazing? Neoprene mats and fully paint and full painted terrain on every table. The bar set low. <laughs> if, that, if, that's your, if that's your standard crozier. <laughs> On-site burger joint with bar license that's literally five sets from the game area. Matt Crozier and helpers such as Nick Prosser. That's a name that doesn't get enough attention, but you know, all the people like you got Omaha, Bug Eater, Adam Ballard, Adam Ballard. But all the people that go into making that event, right? In the case of Clash of Kings Australia, Nick Prosser, who's who's there right there when when Matt needs him. Those are the key people. Nick Prosser's the Tim Lonis of Australia. Awesome. That's a good analogy. That's a good always, analogy. You know, so Nick, Nick is always making sure it's a smooth and fun event with a heap of surprises for people all over the field. My favorite gaming weekend of the year. Uh, and then John Guns uh, from the UK rounds us out with uh, a few different ones. He mentions Bristol and Entoyment Tourneys are great. Beachhead, Swords of Summer, and Warfare are great and benefit for being part of bigger trade shows. Uh, and then obviously he gives another kudos to, to Northern King. So I think the overall message that you can pull from this is that there's a lot of great events all over the world and look internally at what makes an event good for you and just look at what these people are saying. And you could probably find without actually going, you can find out about these events and see, is that the kind of event I like? And if it is great. I mean, the other thing is 90 people can't be wrong, right? Like, like the reality is like with lone wolf, right? It's a huge event. Well, there's a reason why it's a huge event. Okay. It's in Texas. Everything's bigger in Texas, but there's a lot of people that travel for it. We didn't mention there's there a couple other events that were on this list, like Blue City Brawl that we started a bunch of years ago. Only 14 teams. It's a really small event. It's a doubles of format, only 28 players, but it's a different atmosphere. So if you're looking for an event, like that's the kind where I would say if you're looking for an event where you can come with a, with a friend and it's like, it's not really, I mean, it's it can be as competitive as you want to make it, but it's very, it's less intimidating. Go ahead, Jason. You got something. What's the Louisiana one that has like the FIFA Oh, that's Houston. It's uh, oh, Bayou Houston? Battles. Bayou Battles. Houston. Oh, yeah. that one? Sounds awesome. That one is right with the with the with the with the with the group stage. Dude, that one is on. I love soccer, so that is one of the ones that is on the bucket list so bad because I love that where you get to pick the different soccer players as your special character. It's exactly. like the it's like the World Cup setup, right? Yep. Like you so have, you have groups. pool play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. pool play. You the top two from each uh, pool then go into the elimination but the bottom two go into like a consolation type thing so you mm -hmm. still get games but it's very it's just different type of, at that point versus it's more casual versus like it gets more serious but it's the i was listening to your guys's podcast on that i was like yeah that is one i definitely want to go to yeah man so yeah, they have sounds they like a great have, event they have tournaments in austin no way they have tournaments in dallas san antonio and houston Texas and Fort Worth. Texas don't play. Yeah. yeah. They got a couple events. Low Wolf and Shamurai Showdown are both in the Dallas area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. No, we have we have Renegade up here, which is pretty we've had pretty good like for like some of the Oklahoma guys came up here for a while. We had like four thirty to forty people for a two day up here. 
which is pretty good. Um, special character that changes every single year as far as size. We're talking about modeling, like hobby aspect. Some of the special characters typically stay around the same. Like Dragonfall is always a dragon. Uh, Bug Eater always changes. Renegade always changes. But there's some that always stay the same. Uh, Adepticon was the exact same special character. Um, do you guys always keep it as an individual for your King of Memphis? Uh, actually, this is the first year it's not an individual. It's a, it's actually on a 40 millimeter base. We're trying to mix it up because, you know, when you do things that are outside the box and you have to answer a bunch of questions like, well, wait, he's an individual, but you give it unit strength. How's that work? So we just said, you know what? We're just going to put it on a 40, make it a large infantry and uh, make it make it simpler. 0.5 unit strength is not OK. <laughs> it's goofy. Right. And, in you know, all the scenarios are written with. A certain, you know, the whole rule book has got a whole bunch of stuff on individuals. And so uh-huh. when you try to give an individual unit strength, it does, it, it breaks a few things that you've got to let put band-aids on. So for me this year, number one, it, it just makes it clean up. So I don't have to answer a bunch of questions, but number two, it's a modeling opportunity. So now people can have a drum set. They can have a giant guitar, whatever. Like as before, it's like a small individual character on a 25 millimeter, 20, you know, a small base. Now they got, they got, they can put a little band together if they wanted to. No, that's cool. I like that idea. It's, uh, and like you said, especially characters allow for modeling opportunities. Yeah. Especially when they're tied like Lone Wolf, for example. I mean, those, those, those special characters are tied to, to the event. It's all part of that, that atmosphere. So the lone, you know, the Lone Ranger and, and Lone Wolf. Bug Eater is going to be broken. Let's be honest. Well, yeah, it, it's, it's never not right. Like last year, like, yeah, it was the plague doctor. And so I was oh like, Oh my God, dude, <laughs> it was rough. The mind fog that causes wounds. It took off bunches uh, of my units. Yeah, like, that, oh, I rolled boxcars. You're dead. Bye. Yeah, but then you have uh, Garrett with his uh, guy that has celestial restoration on Harim. Like, you're not killing Harim at that point. Well, awesome, guys. It's been fun. Any uh, final thoughts, Jason? I would say travel to as many different tournaments as you can to enjoy the different aspects and then find out what you like. Because at that point, then you can go like, hey, like where do, where would I want to go and just visit? Because you can go visit, then enjoy the tournament at the same time. Trent? I think for me is uh, if, you, if you're listening to this and you heard any of these tournaments that you're interested in going to, look for their Facebook page. Um, they normally TOs have a lot of information on their Facebook page. Sometimes they'll do like the event. I know Lone Wolf does a really good job. They have some, some of them have their own website. They'll post stuff from the years before. So you can find out a lot about um, an event based on that. But yeah, try to try to go to a tournament. If you haven't been to a tournament at all, if you're a newer player, it, it can be a little bit intimidating, especially if you don't know anybody, but go, it, it'll be worth it. I've, Never once regretted playing a game of Kings of War, except maybe when I play against elves. But that, yeah, you know, that's about. Oh, that you say when you played yeah. against me. <laughs> nah, I still had a good time. Trying, we still got to play. I know. Yeah, I was about to say, Jason, we haven't we haven't played yet. But I'm gonna play elves. So ah, that's okay. Feel, that's okay. Yeah, but that's a crutch. Then he's like, ah, it's fine. Yeah. Then, then when I lose, it's like, nah, he's playing elves. <laughs> so it works. It works out either way. <laughs> yeah. My, my tip is if you go to an event and it's a great time, share it, right? Don't, don't keep it to yourself. Spread the love. You know, I think human nature it's we're quick with negative feedback, but let's get that. You know, when there's a great event, don't keep it to yourself, share it with the world so others can learn from that. So, and unsolicited stuff is the best. Don't wait for our post to ask about it. Just post it on fanatics and say, Hey, 
just went back to, I went to this event. It was a great event. Thanks to the TO. And you know, that's how you get more eyeballs on it and it helps, it helps events grow. So Trent, you want to take us out? That'll do it for tonight. And until next time, keep counter charging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on counter charge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons.